Hey everybody, it is, I am Stacy Lynn, and I am really glad to be with you guys once again. Hey, it's been a couple of minutes, hasn't it, since we have done a Bible News Radio show, and today what we're going to do is we're, we're doing something a little bit different, and I just want to keep you all in the loop right up front, so you kind of go... Oh, okay, that's kind of what's going on. So first thing, though, I want to let you know is if you're brand new to the show, wherever you're watching us, I would love if you hit that subscribe button and followed us wherever you're watching us. We are on numerous podcast platforms and a couple of different video platforms. And um, wherever you're at, thank you for joining us. I would love to know how you found out about us. Did you stumble upon Bible News Radio? Did a friend refer you? Um, just let me know. That's what I would like to know. And always know you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com or HeartTug.org, which is the same website, just so you know. Our, our oversight nonprofit organization is HeartTug International. And um, so Bible News Radio is under that. So, but we're all the same people, people, just so you know. <laughs> So, uh, some of you are going like, where have you been for the last couple of weeks? You know, we had Easter, so just Randall and I, we decided to take the holiday off. Imagine that, right? And then we had company uh, the weekend after, and then we actually both got sick last weekend, just a couple of days ago. We had um, we had some food from a restaurant, and let's just say it didn't like us afterwards, so Randall and I had to take a couple of days off uh, of doing our show. And we are currently working with this format here so that we can maybe bring you a couple, maybe more than one show a week or do little updates, shorter shows, so that we can kind of hit on some of the news that's out there. Because honestly, you guys know who've watched us for a long time, it is so hard to cover a week's worth of news in a half hour or even an hour show. I'm used, I'm used to doing this every day. But I will tell you that the Lord has been guiding me and doing some new things in, in our life and in the ministry. And one of those things is that we're doing Bible studies. <clears throat> so I want to let you know, right now we are taking... Uh, uh, signups for a Bible study on forgiveness. It's a 40-minute um, Bible study. It will meet for seven weeks online on Zoom. Um, and so if you want to know about that, just hit, hit me up through my email uh, and join the email list because I always send out email about that. Or if you're following us on social media, I've already posted the information to that. So um, you still have time to sign up for it. Um, it's, it's almost three quarters of the way full. So you, you can come and join us. There's no stress. And, uh, and then I get to meet you if I don't already know you. So that's one thing. The other thing that we're doing is we are, uh, due to my husband's new, new work schedule, it makes it very hard for us to record a show like we were uh, because his, his hours are very different. And unless I'm going to do this at midnight, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so I am pre-recording this um, in this platform. I'm actually in my living room instead of my studio upstairs. Uh, but, you know, just so you know, that's kind of where we're at. And I also want to let you know, I am wearing 
my New York Yankees shirt. Yeah, those of you out there who hate the Yankees, I totally understand why. You know why? Because as of today, this is being recorded on May 3rd, 2022. Yeah, it is. And as of today, the Yankees have won 10 games in a row. Yeah, they have. That's because the Yankees rock, people. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so if, uh, if it turns out that one of the teams that, teams that the Yankees swept <laughs> was your team, then, you know, just saying. Uh, you know, you just got to pick a better team, people. Just saying. All right. And if you're new to the show and you're like, really, Stacy, You're a Yankees fan? <laughs> I, I will say yes. It is true. I will, de- I will not deny it. I will not deny the Yankees are my favorite baseball team. I was born in New York. Okay, don't hold it against me. I actually like a lot of baseball teams. Uh, last year, some of you know, I got I got really into baseball. And, um, you know, a lot of the teams are, are pretty good. But the Yankees, they're the best. So that's just wearing my Yankees shirt in honor of them taking 10 games in a row, which is something very, very admirable, just so you know, right? Okay, all right, now let me go ahead and kind of take a turn here and uh, talk about something more serious. I don't know how many of you are aware, but May is Mental Health um, Awareness Month. And um, if you're new to the show, that one of the things you might not know is that I actually am a clinically trained marriage and family therapist. I have a master's in clinical psychology, and I've done a lot of counseling with people people, uh, over the last 20 years. I'm currently working on getting certified as a mental health coach uh, to complement my education. So I know a little bit about the field of mental health, and uh, and I know a little bit about psychology. I understand depression and anxiety and post-traumatic stress and narcissism and a whole bunch of different things that go with that. I have a lot of heart and a lot of compassion for people, and I also have a lot of opinions about how people are treated and uh, the issue of suicide. And a lot of you out there know people who've committed suicide. I know people who have committed suicide. Um, I actually had a guest on my show who was a pastor who a couple years ago, he came on our show to talk about how he had a heart for people. His name was Jared Wilson, uh, who were depressed and mentally ill. And he was on a mission to protect people from killing themselves. And it was probably a little over a year after he came on our show that he actually killed himself. And there was a lot of um, outrage about it. Well, as many of you probably know, uh, last week, Naomi Judd, it was reported that she took her life. And I want to share with you um, the article, just one article of many that are out there, and then share a couple of other thoughts with you. So here is the article right here. This is on the Fox 5 website. Uh, It's titled, Report Country Icon Naomi Judd Died by Suicide Following Long-Time Mental Health Struggle. And um, it says here, 
Editor's note, this story discusses suicide. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273 and the word TALK, which is 8255. And I'm going to say that again. And by the way, I would tell you personally, every single one of you out there should put that phone number in your phone. In fact, if you have your phone right now, I would encourage you to take it out and put this phone number in it. Not because you need it, because you might need, well, if you do need it, you'll have it. But also because you might have a friend or somebody else who needs it. And if you have it in your phone, then you will have it with you and you won't forget it, okay? So that number again is 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. And the talk is 8255, okay? So here's the article. It says here, Naomi Judd died by suicide following a long time struggle with mental health, according to a new report. The country legend took her own life on Saturday, multiple sources confirmed to People Magazine. A representative for Judd told Fox News Digital on Monday, there is an investigation by law enforcement and the coroner's office. Winona and Ashley Judd announced their mother's death at the age of 76 on Saturday with a heartbreaking statement posted on social media. It read, today we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. We are shattered. We are navigating profound grief and know that as we loved her, she was loved by her public. We are in unknown territory, unquote. Naomi and Winona Judd were among the most popular duos, the Judds of the 1980s, scoring 14 number one hits during their nearly three decade career. The Judds hits included Love Can Build a Bridge in 1990, Mama He's Crazy in 1984, Why Not Me in 1984, Turn It Loose in 1988, Girls Night Out in 1985, Rockin' with the Rhythm of the Rain in 1986, and Grandpa in 1986. Before her death, the Grammy Award-winning artist released a memoir that detailed her battle with mental illness. River of Time, my descent into depression and how I emerged with hope came out in 2016 from Hatchet Center Street. In the book, Naomi described experiencing the boulder-like weight of my severe treatment, resistant depression, and terrifying panic attacks. She described how a hepatitis C diagnosis in 1990 changed her life. She said doctors only gave her three years to live after she contracted the virus during her work as a nurse. Before the judge took off, she was declared free of the illness in 1995. Even after her recovery, Naomi continued to struggle with mental illness, writing, quote, had plenty of reasons to jump out of bed every morning. Never did I expect that only months after the Encore tour in 2010 ended. I would feel I had every reason to jump off a bridge and to end my tortured existence, unquote. She also wrote that she suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder from, quote, traumatic events in her life. And then we see the quote here from Ashley Judd. On Sunday, the Judds were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame just one day after Naomi died unexpectedly. 
The induction ceremony in Nashville, Tennessee was filled with tears, music, and laughter as country music's biggest stars mourned the loss of Naomi while also honoring the four inductees. Winona and Ashley accepted their late mother's induction amid tears, holding on to each other and reciting a Bible verse. I'm sorry that she couldn't hang on until today, Ashley said of her mother to the crowd while crying. The sisters then recited Psalm 23. Though my heart is broken, I will continue to sing, Winona said. So that is one very sad story to share and we can never minimize suicide ever we can never minimize people who struggle with depression anxiety post-traumatic stress uh, grief unresolved grief um, you know none of us has had that experience of walking in somebody else's shoes and suicide is a hard discussion because you have on the one hand people who have very strong opinions about Christians doing it and you have on the other hand other people who have their opinions everybody has an opinion right and I have my opinions and over time my opinions have changed you know um, I struggle as a Christian when when I see and I hear <clears throat> that other Christians have killed themselves. I mourn for my brothers and sisters in the Lord who do this. Um, even more so though, somebody is calling me. And I'm going to reject the call because I'm recording. <laughs> even more so though, I mourn because um, when anybody commits suicide, it's just a tragedy. Um, it's a tragedy because there's so many victims left behind that have to deal with the grief. And even more so, it, it shows us that hope is all, all hope is lost. And we can never, um, you know, understand all the time why people do it. I was talking to a friend of mine today and we were discussing this issue and how there are so many different factors sometimes involved in a suicide. You know, I do know that families tend, it tends to run in families, right? You know, if some, if somebody in the family commits suicide, a parent or something, it's not unusual for children to follow in their footsteps right? I mean, that's not a legacy anybody wants. If, uh, you know, medication sometimes can be a factor. Uh, and this is what I'm about to say. It's not popular. It's not, it's not even really discussed. And that is that sometimes antidepressants, uh, psychotropic medications, they come with black box warnings, which um, are warnings that these medications can create suicidal feelings and in some cases homicidal feelings which then puts other people at risk for suicide um lack of relationships with people you know we live in a very disconnected world there is no doubt 
about it that in the world of social media we are the more we are the most disconnected people i personally believe in the history of the world we are quote so-called connected but very few of us are actually really truly connected building relationships is tough and sometimes when we're in relationships those relationships disappoint us they let us down and you know we feel lost we feel lonely because maybe the relationship that we had didn't pan out to be the way that we wanted so you know people die of broken hearts sometimes people commit suicide because of a broken heart broken relationship sometimes it's medication sometimes it's out of spite you know that's not popular to say either but in my training i just went through a course on suicide in this training that i'm in and that's one of the things they, that they mentioned is sometimes people kill themselves to spite somebody else how tragic is that how tragic is that all you and i can do is try to be the hands the feet and the heart of christ to people but we can't save everybody some people don't want to be saved and i don't mean that literally in the in the way of like salvation i mean that just in, they don't want to be helped but you and i who follow christ you know we can press into christ and we can pray we can meditate on the word of god we can memorize the word of god and we can lift up one another in our time of need you know the book of galatians says to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of christ part of the problem as i see it is that sometimes we can't bear one another's burdens because we're we're not humble enough to admit we have a problem ourselves you know um so there's a lot of nuances to this issue right and all I can tell you is keep your eyes open, keep your heart open, lean into Christ, check in with your friends, really be present with them, look at them, be with them, put your phone down, pay attention to them, and offer them hope and healing. And never be afraid to call 911 if somebody is threatening to kill themselves. Don't ever be afraid to do that. You know, because there are people out there, there are certain people who have personality disorders who are manipulative. And those people, if you call 911 on them, that usually puts a stop to it if they're that type of personality. You know, so pray for the families. Uh, I am praying for the Judds for sure, because I know Winona has struggled with this as well. Um, you know, everybody struggles. You know, depression, most people have it. And we live in a society today where, uh, contrary to popular belief, you can talk about your depression and you can talk about your anxiety and your fear and your post-traumatic stress. And you can reach out and get help. There is help available. Um, but not all people do. And... You know, one thing I know that this has taught me personally is that, you know, you can't control people. 
you know, and then, you know, you, these, the other questions that are raised are, are like, well, why does God allow this to happen? God allows his people, he, he allows his creation free will, you know, but never forget, God does not cause this. The devil does. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And um, I believe there are seven instances of, of suicide in the Bible, right? And those instances, if you study them, and I will put that in my email if anybody wants to go out there and look at that. Um, but if you look at the, the seven instances, I think there's, it's a stretch that they're all suicides. Um, but there's no case where God blessed it. And there's no case where you can really see the person who did it was walking in obedience to God. But here's the other thing people ask. Well, I actually saw this on, on a Facebook group on a thread about Naomi. And the question was, um, well, they, they were saying, well, suicide is the unfor unpardonable sin. And that's not true. That is completely unbiblical, that comment. Um, God forgives all sin. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is simply rejecting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you reject Christ and what he did for you, then that's, I mean, you're, you're on your way to an eternity without him, right? But if you suicide and you're a Christian, you believe in Jesus, he does forgive that. Um, that doesn't mean that you should go for it. You know, if you're having a bad day and all of a sudden you're just like, man, God's going to forgive me if I do this, you know, don't do that. I would not recommend that at all because you're going to be leaving lots of people behind. Um, but you know, there's a lot of these questions, a lot of questions. And so our mental health is to be taken seriously. Mental illness is real. Um, and I will tell you, it takes courage to get help. It takes courage to stick with getting yourself help. You know, it takes courage to stick in there when things are really, really tough and you're like, man, I don't know if I can get through this, you know, because depression is tough. Anxiety is tough. Constantly living in this body can be very tough. Um, it's tough. I've been there. I get it. I get it. And I've seen a lot of people in there, but here's the thing, there is hope. There is hope. And you know, I really love the fact that Psalm 23 was mentioned in that news story, you know, because Psalm 23 is one of the most comforting Psalms um, in the Bible, and it's comforting for a reason. In fact, I'm gonna read it to you, and, and I'm gonna look it up here, right here in my Bible, um, because I can, it's just easier to, do this um, because I've actually been thinking a lot about this psalm in my devotional, you know, in my Bible reading time that I'm doing. And yes, I have most of this memorized, but I'd rather quote it for those of you who are going, Well, don't you have this memorized? You miss Bible memory woman? <laughs> Just kidding. I know there's one of you out there. There's always one of you. Okay, anyway. All right, so here's Psalm 23, and I'm reading this in the modern English version. It says this It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now remember, David, King David wrote this, right? Before David was called to be the king, he was a shepherd. So he knew a lot about sheep. Bah, 
I just had to say that. Okay, anyway. Um, so he writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Oops. Someone's here. It's kind of dark. <laughs> I know it doesn't look dark here, but it's totally dark where I'm at. <laughs> uh, he, ma he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, we, we hear this read at funerals a lot. Um, we know that there was a famous book written about, um, about this. But there's so much in Psalm 23. And you know what really stands out to me in this psalm? I'm not going to get a deep dive into it. But you know what stands out to me the most? I love this. Here's why. I love what David wrote at the very end. He wrote this. He wrote in verse, I think it's six. I can't really see because I'm not wearing my glasses. But he wrote, he wrote, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now you think about it. David was a guy who we know committed murder. He committed adultery. Um, he did not have some good relationships with his kids. Um, I mean, he had a lot of problems. But the number one thing he was that a lot of people don't talk a lot about is that he was a man after God's own heart. And what is God's heart if not for his sheep, right? God disciplines us. He loves us. When we, when we look to him as our shepherd, we shall not want, right? But surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Think about that. In fact, I want to encourage you to write that down. I want to encourage those of you out there who'd like to uh, collect quotes and, and do things like that to actually consider um, writing that down and having it be a memory verse for you. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Powerful words, so easy to forget because our culture makes us desires for us to look the other way. They don't want us to look at goodness. They don't want us to embrace mercy and understand it. We are given so much good. We have so much good that's been given to us. And you know, I, this might sound trite, but it's actually kind of true. You see what you're looking for. If you're looking for the bad all the time, that's what you're going to see. If you're looking for the best, that's what you're going to see. That's one of the things I love about my dad. You know, most of you who watch this show all the time know that my dad died last year. 
Uh, it's been about a year and a half now since he died. Almost a year. It'll be a year and a half in July. Um, and the other thing I loved about my dad more than probably anything, and I've I've shared this story so much because it's such a powerful legacy to me. My father had every reason to be depressed. He was in the Korean War. He saw one of his soldiers blown up in front of him who stepped on a mine. The guy was only 18 or 19 years old at the time in the Korean War. The, war, the wars back then were not fought like they are now, right? So my dad had this traumatic memory of seeing one of his friends die in a brutal way. And then my dad got married eventually to my mom. Well, he, he got married to another woman first, got divorced, got married to my mother, had me. My mother cheated on him. They got divorced. Um, he got remarried. He had another wife who he was married to for 20 years until she died of cancer. And then he got married a fourth time to another lady who ended up dying, I think, I don't know how many years into marriage, but it was at least a decade. It might've been a little bit more. My dad suffered a lot of loss. He had a lot of loss, a lot, you know, and I've never, I didn't really think a lot about it until, you know, recently, but you know, he had a lot of loss. He lost me because my mother took me from him. You know, my dad had a lot of loss, but the thing about my dad that I admire more than anything is that despite his loss, despite all the bitterness and the anger he could have had, my dad never spoke ill of anybody, not even my mother. And he had every reason to do that, right? My dad always had the best attitude. He. He was a man who always looked for the good. He always built people up. And he lived till he was 92, you know? And he's my example. And I hope that you guys out there have somebody that you can look to in your life that you can go, you know what? I love that quality in somebody. I want to be like that person. I want to... Um, look and learn and grow in these areas that sometimes it's just too difficult to do it on my own. You know, you're going to stumble and fall. You're not perfect. None of us are right. But with Christ in your life and his word in your heart, life is bearable and it's all about perspective and just remembering what King David said, you know, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You know, it's interesting because David had people who wanted to constantly kill him. If you read through the Psalms, you'll see this. And if you read, I think it's First and Second Samuel, you'll also see it because, you know, he was a king. People didn't like him, <laughs> you know? So just consider that. Um, if, you're, if you're struggling, just remember when you're looking for good, you're gonna find good. Uh, and there's always something to be thankful for. So um, pray for those who are struggling with mental illness uh, and just realize that there is help. And um, one of the things we do here at this show is we do biblical counseling slash coaching, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, we work on a sliding scale so you can reach out to us. And if you need help, we can help you. 
And if I can't help you personally, I can direct you to some other places that might be able to help you. So just know that that's always there. Also, I want to thank all of you out there who are pillars of our community. Those are the those are you who uh, donate uh, $25 a month or more to Heart Tug International to help support us. Um, what we do here is offered free for the world to, to watch. And so those of you who donate, you actually help us underwrite the cost of putting the show up places. As you know, we are often censored because of our conservative biblical worldview. Um, and it costs money to get put on some of these other platforms where, um, where we're not going to be censored. So I just wanted to let, I just wanted to share that with you. I also want to share one last story with you, and this is a breaking story. Um, and that is, uh, this afternoon, the Drudge Report is reporting on the possible overturn of Roe v. Wade. And I want to show you the website so you can see right now, May 6th or May 3rd, rather at six, um, uh, at, at six, 11 PM is when I am recording this. Um, oh, by the way, before I do that though, I want to show you one other website, just going on the suicide topic. Just one last thing. Then we'll get to the Drudge Report one. I want to let you know, there's a website it's sent it's set up. It's called, it's called seize the awkward. This is actually a website that's set up for uh, mental you know, health awareness month. And when you go there, you can just scroll down, you can read here, you can get, you can learn about the signs, you can talk about it. There's just definitely a whole bunch of stuff here. And you know, this is the, this. You can text also, you can text if you have issues too. Okay, so call 911. So the website here is seizetheawkward.org and um, you can learn more and get help if you know somebody who's dealing with suicide. Okay, now I'm gonna go flip over to the, to the Drudge Report and I'm gonna share with you the, the blaring red headline uh, from the Drudge Report on today, May 3rd. It's about 6.12 as I am recording this in the evening. Um, this, this got my attention first thing this morning. Here it is, of course. Drudge is known for putting color in his page. Uh, and so if you look here, it says, end of the row, opinion leaks, hunt for, re for source, breach from the bench, gay marriage, you turn next, question mark. And then of course up here, you got all these breaking stories decision will allow each state to decide whether to restrict or ban abortions. The 26 places where it will be illegal. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. Wants a brawl and looks likely to get one. Roberts does not want to completely overturn. Um, police rush up barriers around the Supremes. Protests erupt. Leak stuns nation on three fronts. Who revealed it and why? Blah, 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 etc. Yada, yada, yada. And here we are, yeah. All right, okay. All right, here is just my quick thought on this issue, okay? And I said this, and those of you who've watched me for a long time, you know, last year when this came out that the Supreme Court was gonna talk about this issue, I said, it will not be turned over. It will not be overturned, okay? Roe v. Wade will not be overturned. That was my opinion then. 
And it really is still my opinion now, despite these blaring red inked headlines, right? And call me a cynic. My, my husband's right now saying this in his head, cynic. Anyway, <laughs> Roe v. Wade will not be overturned, okay? Do I want it overturned? Yes, I do. I totally want it overturned. I think Roe v. Wade was one of the worst decisions that ever came down from the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Millions and millions and millions and millions of babies have been lost to abortion. But not only that, many women have died from abortion. But not only that, many women's lives have been destroyed by abortion. The grief, the loss, the anxiety, the horror of it all. I know, I can think of two women, two friends of mine. Right off the top of my head, I have two friends I, I, I know who've had abortions. And I've talked to both of them at length. And um, the Lord forgave both of them. But they struggled for years, even as Christians, right? So abortion should have never been legalized in America. And my heart, my desire is that it would be overturned. I'd love it to be overturned. Uh, I started my activism as a Christian 20, almost 30 years ago, probably over that. Actually, yeah, over that. I, I became an activist. It was the thing that light, lit my fire when I was about 19 years old. I went to an Operation Rescue event, sat in front of an abortion clinic and prayed for the women going in who were going to kill their babies. I watched how the media flipped the news. I was sitting there. I saw what happened in real life, and I remember going home and turning on the TV at 6 o'clock because the news said this will be on the news at 6 o'clock. That was way back in the day when we had to actually do that. And I remember watching the news story and thinking, you have got to be kidding me. This is completely opposite of what happened. So when I see <clears throat> a headline dropped, <coughs> excuse me, I was hoping I could get through this without coughing or drinking water, but, you know, hey, I have to do it. So, first of all, is it common for there to be this big thing when, you know, the Supreme Court makes a decision? Yes, this happens all the time. But when I see something like this and I see the outrage about it right up front, my first thought is I'm always a skeptic. Because I've watched and covered news for over 20 years now. And I can tell you that sometimes when these things are put out, it's not true, right? For sake of argument, let's say this is true. Let's just say for sake of argument, the Supreme Court uh, has written this opinion and that they are, quote, sending Roe back to the states. All that means, everybody, is that whatever state you're in whatever the law of the land is in that state if you can have an abortion or not that's all that means so i live in tennessee and i actually don't know what the law is here i think i think that we're not i don't think i don't know that we allow i should probably look this up um but i know in california i grew up in california california you can have an abortion i mean you can i mean so if roe was overturned it goes back to states' rights. In California, a woman can still go have an abortion, so it's not outlawed. But I don't know about Tennessee, but 
if it's illegal here in Tennessee, then it's going to be illegal here. That's all that means, right? I mean, it's not that hard. Everybody's going to be talking about it, and, you know, you're talking heads, you're going to be doing blah, blah, and whatever. You know, and everybody's going to look at the Supreme Court, and they're going to judge the Alito and Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett and others, and they're going to go, well, how come they didn't do this and that, and blah, blah, blah. I don't trust any of them myself, just so you know. I don't trust our Supreme Court. There's so many things wrong with our country. Um, I do believe God's hand of judgment is on our country. I think in part his hand of judgment is on our country because of the abortion issue in particular. Uh, But there's so many more issues. I mean, we're the number one purveyor of pornography across the world. Some people seem to be proud of that for some reason. I'm not sure why. But, I mean, America is no longer a godly country by any stretch of the imagination. So, whereas the world and many conservatives are jumping up and down and they're, you know, they're all super happy that this has come down and it's been leaked. Nothing is ever leaked accidentally, just saying. Um, I would say, be cautious and just watch, watch and pray. And then my other question, and maybe it is because I'm a little bit more cynical these days, but my other question is, why did they drop this and what are they hiding? What other thing are they doing now that we don't know about? So they've locked this, so everybody's paying attention over here, but what are they doing over here? That's my other question. Um, You know, because, The media isn't out to uplift and build us all up, people. Just so you know, that's not what the media wants to do. They want to divide. They want to conquer. If it, quote, bleeds, it leads. Uh, They want to create division, discussion, dissension. Um, In fact, you know, it's funny. I was was reading earlier this week in 2 Peter. This is my, uh, my Bible journal. When I read the Bible... I I write top secret notes in here. And when I was reading um, in 2 Peter the other day, this is what stood out to me. I I actually wrote this so you can see this. So I wrote, um, these are the words that stood out. Okay. What stood out was destructive heresies, denying the Lord, destructive ways, deceptive words, their destruction, depravity led away by the deception of the wicked right so the book of second peter when you look at second peter peter is describing the end of days and what it looks like he was describing the church there too i noticed all the d words because i thought wow this is kind of depressing deception destruction deceit these are the days we live in And the only way that we can be, quote, discerning is if we know the Word of God and we take the time to be in the Word of God and to read the Word of God. So I'm just going to leave that here at the end of this show because I'm not even sure how long I'm gone. Uh, But I do want to leave this thought with you And and an encouragement to you because I know so many of you out there are hurting and I know that you're struggling There's a lot to worry about, right? Our economy. I mean, I got, I filled up my gas tank yesterday 
$4 a gallon here in Tennessee. It cost me $52 to fill up my tank. Fortunately, I work from home and I don't have to drive a lot, but I, I was like, wow, food prices have gone up. You know, everything is falling right into place where Bible prophecy is meeting. I mean, that's, that's, that's a fact. And as Christians, we know from the word of God that Christ is the answer and that he is hope. He sent the Holy, Com- the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to convict us of our sin, to counsel us, to guide us, to fill us up, to encourage us, and to let us know that God loves us. So I want you to know, number one, that you're loved. You're loved by God. You're loved by Jesus who died on the cross for your sin. Nothing is unforgivable if you accept who he is. And, you know, there is always help. There is always hope. And um, we live in deceptive days. We live in days, Isaiah 520 says when, you know, bitter is called sweet and sweet is called bitter. Good is called evil and evil is called good. You can know what the truth is, though, and that truth is found in the Bible, in the Holy Word of God. So I want to encourage you to be in the Word of God. If you need a Bible reading accountability partner, if you want somebody to hold you accountable for being in God's Word every day, get on my email list. Join me on my text message list. Um, we have that help. We have that little nudge to encourage you and walk alongside with you. That's why we exist, you know, because you're not alone. And it is tough. Even I struggle. That's why I'm, in, I'm glad I'm in these groups because I can go, you know what, today, I haven't even read today, you know, and I, my day's gotten away. And then I got to, I have to be conscious of like, okay, what am I doing here? And I, I got to make my priority, right? Things happen. Um, so if you get nothing else from this show, um, you know, I want you to remember God first and the Yankees won 10 games in a row, people. And don't forget to play pickleball. God, I mentioned pickleball, you know, uh, by the way, all of you out there, just as a last thought, yeah, pickleball is my favorite sport. (laughs) In case you didn't know that. And um, I, uh, uh, my book, Pickleball Faith, is available through our website, hearttug.org, or you can also get it on amazon.com. If you want to get the e-version, you can get it through pretty much any website that carries books. Um, and I hope that um, if you do, you take the time to message me and let me know. If you want an autographed copy, you can get it through my website, hearttug.org. Um, and, but if you read it, and you want and you leave me a review on Amazon, I totally appreciate it. Your honest review, I don't care if it's a one star or a five star, as long as you review it honestly. Um, you know, that would be very, very well appreciated. So I hope that something in this show encouraged you. And I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you stay safe. For those of you who are bold, I hope that you're bold in your faith. Um, I hope, I hope that you are strong in your faith 
And I hope that you never forget how much God loves you because he does. And people like me and my husband care about you too. We're, we're accessible. We're, we're friends to you all. Um, so reach out if you need some help and we can see what we can do to help you out. All right, everybody, I hope you have a good rest of your day. And I am hoping to have some more of these up. Um, and once, hopefully, my husband's new schedule will kick in soon. Uh, we might back. We, we might be back to our regular uh, thing. But if not, you know, hey, if you don't mind the more informal looks and, you know, listen to me here in my living room, then that's what you got. <laughs> so thanks again. And I hope you have a great day. Bye.